Hey, this is James Malintech, featured on ABC's hit TV show, Secret Millionaire, and you are listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. And with this podcast, uh, I like to go around the world and we've had a lot of different countries so far, uh, but we've I don't believe we've had anyone representing Norway. So uh, I'm thrilled with our next guest. She's Norwegian. Uh, she's doing a lot of really interesting things uh, with images and Kickstarter and uh, founding companies. So I'm going to introduce our guest. Uh, it's uh, Mary Johannesson, and she is the CEO and co-founder of Authentic. And uh, you can find out about Authentic if you go to uh, theappguy.co uh, forward slash uh, the um, the podcast and then go to uh, episode 174. You'll see all the show notes, everything we're going to talk about now. Uh, it's going to be all links there so you can go and check it all out. So uh, I just want to say a warm welcome to you, Mary, on the App Guy podcast. Thank you. And thank you for having me. So uh, in a nutshell, then, you're doing uh, a lot of uh, successful stuff with uh, images. Can you tell us a little bit about the service that you're offering? And uh, also just tell us uh, in a few minutes about yourself as well and how you got involved with it. Yeah, uh, well, it started um, when me and my sister, me and my sister, we were out in New York and we were talking about how we missed uh, how images was before. We were kind of tired of the perfect world that's online today where everyone is trying to kind of send people a perfect image of their life and their world. And we feel that taking a picture takes up so much time now compared to just being in the moment and experience the moment. So we were reminiscing about the disposable cameras and how if there was a way we could bring that to the smartphones we always carry with us now. Uh, and since she uh, she's a CEO for an image company, and I have a bachelor degree in graphic design and one in computer science. So we figured out that together we can make a good team and give it a try and see if we could make this work and turn it into a successful app that people would use. I, I love the idea already, Mary, because yeah. I mean, this whole show is about being authentic and you're absolutely right. Uh, I remember those days of uh, having disposable cameras and uh, uh, I think we had a load of them for our wedding and uh, yeah. it, they were just, um, you used to get maybe 24 pictures and then, then throw them away. So tell exactly. us, tell us how this app is going to work then. Uh, well, it's very simple. We want it to be, so you start the app and you get a roll of film. You get 24 pictures, just like the disposable cameras. Uh, when you take a picture, you're not allowed to see it. You're not allowed to edit it or retake it. It's taken and it's added to your roll. And then after the roll is full, you uh, simply just click the develop button in the app. And then within a week uh, or two weeks, if you're in Europe, a week if you're in the States, uh, they will come in your mailbox, in your actual mailbox, the in physical copies. It's, so, it's yeah, great. So, I have <laughs> to say, so what a, to... it's just a genius idea. I love it. I love it. It's, it's yeah, just, uh, I, I really think it's great. Yeah. So there's no way to edit the pictures, no way to share them on Facebook or Instagram. If you want to do that, you have to take a picture of the physical copy with your phone after you receive them. But that's up to the user what they want to do with them then. So, 
And this will be just because we figured out, we, we realized this when we were having dinner and it was a really good dinner. And I, uh, I'm 25 and my sister is 34 and, and I wanted to take a picture. I'm in the Instagram, uh, a period, uh, what do you say? Uh, You're on Instagram, are you? Yeah, I'm like the typical Instagram user. So I wanted to Instagram the dinner, of course. And my sister got a bit annoyed of me spending time on this instead of just having dinner <laughs> yeah. with her. <laughs> so that's when we started talking about, and I agree with her. I, especially when it comes to like concerts, when people are just, instead of actually enjoying the music, they are just standing there with their phones filming a 10 minute clip that they're probably never going to view again because the quality is going to be bad anyway. So It's true, actually. I mean, uh, this is a, 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 well, first of all, I'm really excited about talking through this idea because I think it could lead to a, a lot of other ideas for the listeners right now, the Abster tribe, because you've taken what uh, is a common experience from uh, a number of years ago. It's actually not that long ago. You know, we've only had smartphones uh, for several years that this behavior has kind of creeped up on us. And uh, you're taking that experience and then you're replicating it in an app for the modern day world. But then the benefit is that you get the same experience of what you were having all those years ago, where you, you just you were not standing in a concert editing and putting filters on a, an image for about 10 minutes and then posting it to Instagram. And then the whole world can see your moment and you're not actually living your moment. So exactly. Uh, what I was going to ask is that, so you've got the idea, you're, you're basically walking around in New York, you've, you've stumbled across this great idea. What did you do next to make this happen? Well, this happened right before the summer. And then uh, I was finished studying in the States. I was studying computer science there. So I came back home and we kept talking about this and we couldn't let it go. We couldn't, it wasn't one of those ideas that you have when you just, oh, that's never going to work. We're never going to make that happen. So we decided that we we're going to give this a real chance and we really believed in this. So what we first started doing was talking about, okay, could I develop the app myself? Uh, what could we do, just the two of us? But we soon realized that we didn't have, I didn't have enough experience to deal with the because there's a lot of security aspects with the app since it's pictures and it's logins and stuff. And I don't have enough experience for that. So we decided that since she has the business background, I have the computer science and design background. We need uh, money to get a bigger team and more people involved so we can get this started. And that's when we thought about doing a Kickstarter campaign, which is what we went on to doing next. Um, and that was also a long process. We started this in June and we released the campaign in September, I think it was, because we wanted to, we, we read a lot, lot of articles about Kickstarter and how to make a good campaign. So we spent a lot of time making a good video and a good story and trying to get people to really understand the idea and why we're so passionate about this. Yeah, so let's talk about that because, uh, the, you, again, the, the Appster tribe listening to this, we all have these uh, ideas. Uh, we're trained to have ideas. Uh, but you're you're actually going one step further is you're taking that idea, you're, you're believing in it, and you're actually making it happen. So you, you spent, it uh, uh, looks like, t three months or so preparing for the Kickstarter campaign. And uh, 
tell us, you know, how how important was, was the, the things like the video and the description, and, and tell us about your experience on Kickstarter. Well, the first thing we heard when we um, like read about Kickstarter and stuff was that it's very important that it's a story and that it's personal and that the people who go to your campaign they feel somehow connected to the project and to the um, uh, creators of the project. It's not just people going on there trying to get rich. It's more people who actually have a really passion about the thing they're doing. Uh, and that's what we wanted to uh, to show people. So we, first we went through a lot of, a couple of, a lot of ideas of... Um, if we wanted to play it on ourselves, make a video about ourselves, uh, if we wanted to choose like the typical Kickstarter user and make a video for him or her. Uh, but we went for uh, ourselves and just playing on the whole story of how it all started. So we spent a lot of time making a story. My sister has a lot of experience with that uh, from her company. Um, so she used read a lot of books about how to tell a story, how to uh, get like the main points out without being too, what can I say, like too structured or too too boring about make it. Make it so, authentic, I guess, is the one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then we we decided to go for something called a site called Go Animate, which is a very good website where you can actually make your own animation videos. And it has a lot of options where you can put in your own animation, your own pictures and movies and music and everything. So we started making the video there. And that took maybe a couple of weeks to get that ready. And then we got the story we wanted. And then finally, we we felt that we had a good campaign and, and launched it in the middle of September. That's great. And you, you had some press as well. And again, you know, I think people can pause the podcast right now and go across and listen. Uh, sorry, go and check out theappguy.co for your uh, show notes and they'll be able to get links to uh, the campaign. It's finished now, but uh, they'll see, you know, the all, all the activity and that you, uh, I think, had some really good press and mentions on some very big blogs. Yeah, we did. Um, it started very slow. We we created a Facebook website right after, oh, the same day as we released the campaign. Um, we started a Twitter. We started. We made a mailing list where we put all kinds of blogs and magazines that we wanted to contact. So we started emailing everyone. Uh, we started going to photography blogs, um, photography websites, and following people on Twitter and just trying to get the word out there. And after a week or so, I think we got our first um, like big article in a, in a website called the Petapixel, which is a photography blog. And they tweeted about us too. And we got a lot of retweets and a lot of uh, activity happening there. And uh, in the beginning, it was mostly family and friends who were backing us. And that was also an advice we read about in one of the articles about Kickstarter that uh, you should get all your friends and family aboard. That's the first most important step. And then you can focus on uh, strangers or other people. So we started seeing a lot of backers that were um, not our friends and family. And we started wondering where, where they came from and, and what happened. And then we Googled ourselves and that's how we found the article. 
So oh, that was really wonderful. exciting. Yeah, so yeah. that led to a lot of backers. And, you know, in the end of the day, the Kickstarter w- was short on the funds that you needed to get. So uh, we've learned from past episodes that that is actually not a failure. It's a success because you, you get to uh, figure out the feedback. You get to, you know, it's a big learning curve. Uh, and so how did you, how have you taken it forward from uh, the finish of the Kickstarter? What, what uh, you know, you didn't get your funding. So what have you done to k- keep this going? Uh, it was actually, it's very true. It was actually, it was very inspirational and very exciting. Every single backer was just a motivation for us, even though we, after two or three weeks, we realized that we we're probably not going to reach our goal. Uh, we didn't give up because of that. We we saw that as, okay, we have 70 people here who are really passionate about our idea. We got several personal emails from people saying how excited they were about it and that they wanted to help in any way. Uh, people asking for internships. Like people, it was a lot of fun. Wow. So what happened okay, so people are emailing you and asking to be part of the team. Yeah, they really are. And they... Um, and we just got a lot of people saying that, okay, we see, see that the project is not going to be funded, so please keep a, keep me updated if there's any mailing list. And so just seeing the reaction we got was was just really motivating and wanted, it just kept us going. Uh, so what happened is that uh, we got contacted by someone in Oslo, in Norway, uh, who wanted to pay for the development of the app. So then we figured out, okay, then we have this, uh, like a backup plan. And uh, after a couple of weeks into the campaign, I got contacted by my um, professor from, from when I was studying computer science. Or it was a human-computer interaction design class. And he also owns a couple of companies himself. He started when he was in college. He's actually one year younger than me. He's 24. He's a very inspirational and very talented guy. Uh, and he uh, wanted to be part of this as well. So I met up with him since I'm back in the States now. And uh, we decided that, okay, he wants to be on board. He wants to help us. Uh, and with the investor and everything, we decided, okay, let's just go for this. We're now a team of four people from completely different backgrounds. But it's such a exciting team anyway. And we have so much different skills to bring to the project. Well, it's just amazing. What a wonderful story. And I want to take this opportunity now to just address the listeners, the audience, the apps to trimers, I like to call them, in that if you're sitting on an idea and you're worried that people are going to steal your idea. So, you, you know, I get a lot of these non-disclosure agreements that I have to sign, you know, not to talk about certain people's apps. Your story is testimony to getting the idea out there because ideas are really flourish when they are shared and with the world through all the platforms and uh, I just feel like it's, it's there's more opportunity for the idea to come become a reality if you, if you uh, actually share the idea and, and your idea is now becoming a reality you've got a team and it was only because you put the idea out there you uh, have the passion to drive it forward and then you had these opportunities that come along uh, as a result so would you agree with that you know sharing the yeah, idea is I- more important I agree 100% with that. I uh, when we talked when I talked to my professor, he also wondered if I wanted him to sign a disclosure um, like agreement and everything. And I I was just taking a bit 
back by that because I didn't I maybe I'm a bit naive this is my first time starting something like this but I I just want people to be involved and I like now when we're a team of four we're not going to be like me and my sister being in charge I want everyone to feel like they're a part of it and instead of people giving us money I would rather that they actually get involved with the project and and feel like they're a part of this instead of just giving us money that's why I like Kickstarter too I think because then you get you you get a name and you get a face and with all the backers you get uh you get the uh, opportunity to keep in contact with them after the project is over so it's yeah, it's, it's really good to get the idea out there. It's, you know, it's just it interesting as well, listening to you, Mari, because it just comes on the back of, uh, I was having a chat with one of uh, my past guests, uh, uh, keeping close contact with uh, most of my uh, guests that I've had on before. And we were just talking about this exact same thing in that uh, sometimes to build a company, you know, this is where I made my mistake. I, I originally built a company and employed people and took people on and got an office and, you know, took on a lot of expenses and uh, that that did fail and uh, nowadays if you have like an amazing idea what I'm learning is that you can actually get people to come on board either they take a small amount of equity in the company uh, that you have to you give away and they become part of the team co-founders or you know you get interns that are just passionate about the idea and are happy to uh, donate their services their talents and it's true isn't it that you, i'm guessing you can you, your testimony to building a team but not doing it with a, a big you know investment just uh getting people to dri- drive on passion yeah this is this just shows how how easy it is to to go for your ideas and and your passions now online when you have online uh like we have today like i i am in new york state my sister is in san francisco our other uh, partner is in Oslo and like we're all spread all over but we can still work together and still make this happen without being like a organization like have to be in the same room and and just getting emails from I got an email from a girl in Finland who wanted to know if uh, when the app was going to be released in Finland and it's just really exciting to see like how people are from all over the world just eager to help out and just yeah yeah that's the world we're living in it's uh again it's not that protective you know ideas are built in these research and development labs that are paid for by big companies and uh you know nowadays the the whole generation of ideas is completely unbundled and thrown out there and uh, it just means that people i mean you know if we look at some of the successes online you know wikipedia was built by just uh, passion and drive from the exactly uh, yeah so uh, uh, who would have believed that you know 10 years ago now uh, th- there's two things we have to do before we say goodbye uh, and i want to get them in because this is the one uh, is a segment that i typically uh, ask guests is to come up with uh, another app idea uh, either an app idea you've already had uh, but I do have another way of fleshing out an app idea if you don't have one to share. Uh, this is something, maybe that a project that you didn't, didn't pick up on. or So I'll just ask you straight out, you know, do you have, and you, are you willing to share any other ideas that you've had for making apps? Oh, wow. Uh, right now, I've my head is just filled with Authentic, to be honest. Um, yeah. So, so let's, let's go down this route then, because this is the, the really exciting thing. You have taken a an idea, a problem, you know, almost like a, a nostalgic look at the past 
and how we used to behave with photos. And you've uh, picked up on that idea and, and built an app around it so that it will replicate the feelings that we used to have when having the disposable camera. So I'm wondering if there's anything else around you know the time of disposable cameras or something similar to that that we could you know almost like an ex extension of your idea did you, did you have um, any thoughts on that well when you say uh, i would say like the thing i love about authentic is that you get something in the mail and i miss getting things in the mail so i would think just anything that we used to get in like postcards personal letters getting a way to get that back more if it's an easy way to send uh, postcards that are more personal than just sending an email with the, oh, hey, Merry Christmas, just anything that can can bring back more that excitement of just receiving something from someone that's just not digital, if you know what I mean. I think, okay, so here's one, possibly a service whereby uh, you maybe get an alert uh maybe it has some kind of Facebook integration. So you have an app with Facebook integration and you get an alert a week before uh, for, uh, you know, somebody's birthday on Facebook. And instead of uh, going on the day of uh, their birthday, going onto their wall and posting something, and that's the end of it, perhaps we need to get to a service whereby uh, you send uh, a postcard to them or a birthday card or whatever it may be, a, a physical uh, card. Yeah, exactly. That would be so much better than just cause now receiving 150 uh, happy birthdays on Facebook. I think one one birthday card in the mailbox would mean more than those 150 Facebook greetings. Yeah, <laughs> just I mean, obviously there are services out there that do that, but there may, maybe there's a unique way of someone this this conversation now could spur somebody to kind of think creatively yeah. on how to take. The simple, simple act of uh, putting a happy birthday message on Facebook and changing that so that you get something physical through the door. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, Her. Yeah, I love that yeah. movie, yeah. Uh, when, when he works as a personal uh, letter writer that gets the handwriting and he, he um, speaks in the, the letter and then it comes out and they send it to the person. That also... Not exactly that idea, but something like that also just triggered me a bit. Yeah, that that's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that 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 movie's great. And you know, the other thing on that movie, which uh, is a bit of a sidetrack, but I can't wait for it to come out. I think LG has got one of these. It's the uh, earbud that's a Bluetooth that uh, just sits in your ear, and uh, then you don't have all the wires dangling around for your iPhone. Yeah, now. that would be. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so the final thing then before we say goodbye is uh, that we love apps. This is the App Guy podcast. You know, we talk about mm -hmm. apps. So uh, would you, I'm sure that you've got your phone within reach of you wherever you are. Perhaps you can yeah. put, it, put it up and uh, just tell us one or two apps that you have somewhere on your phone that you feel are uh, unique or that, you know, we may or not have come across before. Well, one app I've been using a lot lately uh since I'm a design graphic designer, I love every design uh, apps that have really good design. There's one app called Breeze. I don't know if you heard of that. It's by Runkeeper. No, it's, I haven't. Uh, no. It's with the new iPhones. You have that. Um, they can track your steps. Right. Uh, and you have a lot of apps for that, but this is just beautiful designed, and it gives you a lot of notifications, and you get a spirit animal. 
like I'm a lion apparently because I don't walk at all during the day or a midday. <laughs> so <laughs> right, okay. it's just it's just a fun fun twist on um, like a normal step counter. Okay, that's great. That's called Breeze. B R E E Z E. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Terrific. I guess another one that's really handy. That's probably something that people know about, though. It's called uh, Vanaloo. Uh, it's a bit. It's a kind of like Pinterest, but I like the interface a bit more. It's very simple. Uh, you just start start liking different items that you like, if it's interior or clothes or whatever. And then it gives you something called uh, Sorted by Magic. And then it gives you all these other items that are similar. And you can save them to a own folder, a private folder. That so sounds great. Map. What's the name of that one again, Murray? That's called Vanaloo, uh, W-A-N-E-L-O. Okay. That's great. Well, there's two apps that I've never come across. And uh, they, they have a design graphic type of uh, theme there and i guess that's the whole theme of this this episode right now is uh, you know images and yeah. so uh, you know i have to say it's been a wonderful journey chatting to you and going through yeah, thank you for having me uh, i how best can we reach out and connect with you we have a facebook site uh where we keep updating our our followers we also have a twitter which is authentic app uh, and the Facebook is just authentic. Okay, so I'll, I'll put everything on the show notes. Maybe the best thing to do then is just to go to theappguy.co and search for episode 174 with uh, Mary Johannesson and uh, uh, you'll see all the links then to your social media sites and uh, the things that we've mentioned today. And I'll uh, add your two apps into the Hall of Fame in a way for guest picks and that's a report that I put out so anyone who is interested in getting that can go to again theappguy.co and uh, just uh, sign up they, they get that report with all the guest mentioned apps so thank you so much Mary for joining us on the App Guy podcast it's been a real yeah, pleasure thank you for having me I'm going to wish you all the best with your project and let us know how we can help you out in the future but uh, in the meantime just leave me to say goodbye for now and all the best Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. The App Guy Podcast 